0: You are locked on Blue Jays, your daily podcast on the Toronto Blue Jays, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
1: Hello friends, this is Sean Doyle, host of the Locked on Blue Jays podcast, your daily podcast dedicated to the Toronto Blue Jays. Now I also cover Canada's team at the site I founded, jaysfromthecouch.com, and I host Jays from the Couch Radio, and I'm also the co-author of the Jays from the Couch Guide to the 2018 Toronto Blue Jays, which you can find on Amazon. Now whether it's TV, radio, or in person, I'm always happy to talk Blue Jays, so hit me up on Twitter at DoyleJFTC. I'd like to welcome you to episode 4 of the Locked on Blue Jays podcast, I'm really excited to be branching out. To the Locked On Network associated with FanRag Sports. I'll be with you for the entire 2018 season as we look to bring you great audio content every day. So for episode four of the Locked On Blue Jays podcast, I'm going to chat with Adam Seth Moss of Locked On Yankees to get his thoughts on the New York on New York's chances this season and how he feels about a series split to kick off the 2018 campaign. So after dropping the first two games of the 2018 season to the New York Yankees, the Blue Jays looked to be in rough shape. The offense forgot to come north with the team, apparently. They struck out a dozen times a game. It's been brutal. But, as baseball is wont to do, things balanced out. Toronto ended up with a series split thanks to some thunder from Justin Smoke, who hit two bombs, including a grand slam. Watching the Blue Jays beat up on the Yankees bullpen was unexpected, I'll be honest, but oh man, so enjoyable. And to talk about all of this, right now I'll bring in Adam Seth Moth's of Locked on Yankees to discuss the powerful Evil Empire in the first series of the 2018 season. Adam, welcome to the Locked on Locked Blue, Jays, on Blue podcast. Jays podcast. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. So, listen, I'm going to be honest with you. The the Toronto Blue Jays fan base isn't exactly friendly territory for the for the for the Yankees.
0: Trust me, I live in Buffalo, New York. I understand. Oh, see, there you go. All right. So,
1: Generally speaking, though, let's start. Let's go back a few months before we get into the season here. I want you to walk through for our listeners where you were the moment you found out that Giancarlo Santin, the human science experiment, was coming to New York.
0: Interesting, interesting story. Actually, it was frigid. My father's car broke down when the new with a flat tire. When the um, news broke, and we're sitting there and like, gotta be like five degree weather freezing our brains off and i'm in my car looking at my phone watching all this watching twitter intently with all these rumors reading joel sherman being a sarcastic person the entire time just enjoying this fact that we're about to replace matt holiday with a beast mm.
1: and i <sighs> I I have to be honest with you. From a Toronto Blue Jays perspective, not that there was any chance on God's green earth that the Toronto Blue Jays would bring in Giancarlo Stanton and his his billion-dollar contract, but from the outside, it looked like, even though the Yankees were taking on a bit of money, it looked like a deal that was heavily that heavily favored New York, uh, almost like a steal kind of thing. Was the sense in the New York fan base that the, that the Yankees pulled one over here or that Derek Jeter helped them out a bit?
0: Uh, there was quite a bit. I don't think the, the Derek Jeter part, I don't think was big on the Yankees fan base. I think a lot of opposing fan bases thought that. Mm. Uh, everyone else thought with the, well, he we gave up, Jorge Guzman, Jose Devers, the, bro- if it's the brother, the cousin of, Boston's Rafael Devers and Starlin Castro, who had been our second baseman the last two seasons, um, it seemed like a steal because we're getting John Carlos Stanton. There's not much more than name value to explain why this is a steal.
1: Hmm. Yeah, fair enough, fair enough. I guess if you're everybody else, you're like, come on, <laughs> you know, it's one of those things. I guess where the the rich get richer. But if you look at the the whole offseason as a as a I guess a bigger picture, uh, I want to ask you about the starting rotation, because bringing CC Sabathia back and Masahiro Tsunako not opting out, it kind of looks like the Yankees didn't really do anything to improve
0: their rotation, but in, in your mind, does that worry you? Not at all. I mean, we have a lot of prospects hiding in the background, and greatly the assessment by other scouts is the fact that the Yankees can now produce 95 mile an hour flamethrowers by trees, practically. Everyone they produce seems to start throwing 95 of regularity. So, and with Justice Sheffield, the prolonged wait of Chance Adams, who was a reliever turned into a starter, just bringing back CeCe on a one-year deal was the most important thing. Now... There was questions whether or not he'd go to Toronto, mm. but he obviously he mentioned after he signed with the Yankees he didn't want to have to face <laughs> us in this offense and would rather be a part of it. <laughs> yeah. um, as for Tanaka, I don't know what Clay, what Casey Close was thinking, but the man is a genius. Casey Close being Tanaka's agent and just telling him don't opt out. We it's possible we don't know if his elbow has gotten worse in the last three years, but Casey Close did a great job keeping him from getting not getting money he deserved. Mm.
1: Yeah, fair enough, fair enough. All right, so generally speaking, heading into this offseason, everybody, you know, it, 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 depending on who you ask, it's either the Yankees or the Red Sox to, who will win the division, and I would hazard a guess that most people actually would uh, favor the Yankees. And on the back of, you know, out-hitting everybody, leading the planet in home runs and the strength of the bullpen as well. Uh, so with that in mind, I wanted to get your thoughts on where you see this Yankees team finishing and how that will impact the rest of the playoffs and the American League East.
0: This is one that's been driving me crazy since the season started and we have the full rosters because Boston is clear is the clear opposition and Toronto is the clear spoiler. Um, the, the problem is I can't put a number. It's going to be totally dependent on a healthy rotation and a healthy set of um bats, which has definitely been a question the last two days. Um but regardless, I still would probably favor the Yankees not as quite as much as a lot of the projection systems say. Where some have them close to 100 wins, some have them in the high 90s. I would probably put them more like 94 until I see some full-out effort. Hmm.
1: Well, and it's so hard to tell at this point in the the season, anyway, and the, the, you know all the projections. I, I I I guess what what I do is I kind of just look at them and say, okay, yep, that's that's nice. Let's play some baseball and find out because everybody has a Toronto Blue Jays finishing, you know, maybe the second wild card, and that's based on how. In my mind, I think it's more has more to do with last season than this season, because they put a lot of effort into kind of raising the floor of their talent level and covering for guys going down. And so, you know, a lot of things have to go right. But in my mind, I could see the, this being a, a three-way, three-way race uh, for the division. But... How they get there is going to be different. I think Toronto is going to have to have, you know, sacrifice a chicken or something and pray to the baseball gods that everything goes absolutely right in order for that to even come close to happening. Whereas New York and even Boston can kind of get there anyway. I don't think they need as much to go right. But as you said, if if there's if injuries happen in New York the way they did in Toronto last season. The division could look a lot different in August, right?
0: Yeah. My major concern with the Red Sox more than anything is that rotation staying healthy because the offense isn't is, – you got J.D. Martinez, but you didn't improve it all around. Mm-hmm. Mitch Moreland's nice, but you're not going to get more than Mitch Moreland, and then you're going to get out of J.D. Martinez. One last year, Hanley – I a lot of players on their walk years such as Craig Kimbrel if someone gets injured that that season's going to fall apart mm-hmm. much as it did last year where they should have put away the Yankees a long time ago then mm-hmm. the Yankees held out until like game 161 of having a chance to win the division but so when oh, you sorry. talk
1: about the the rest of i guess the the only other thing I'd like to talk about is the idea of having new managers Aaron Boone in New York is he's he's not Joe Girardi, and I want to talk about Joe uh, here in a bit uh, when we get into the series breakdown. But what impact do you see Aaron Boone having on this roster, and maybe to you know to a lesser extent, uh, Boston and, and Joey Cora? Uh,
0: um, as for Boone, I mean I'm not one that subscribes to the manager being all that important. I mean Girardi had his. Interesting opinions of bullpen use, and he was definitely a very sorry. <laughs> it was very, very interesting when it comes to personality, because he's like what I would be. More like I'm a little tight around the media. I'm tight at the hip. I really want to see my team succeed, but at the same time, I'm not the most personable person around. Um, at from what we had found out, Girardi seemed seemed to affect, especially with Gary Sanchez. Um, some questions of personality conflicts, Mm -hmm. but as for Alex Cora, John Farrell needed out. I mean, by the end of that tenure, it looked awful. Like he didn't even know the rules of the game and no offense to John Farrell. He's a great pitching coach. I have never questioned that, but he is not built to be a manager as I'm sure you saw in Toronto. (laughs) When, when Cito Gaston left
1: well see listen I was going to say like you don't have to talk to me about whether or not John Farrell should be a manager because yeah anyway I, I'm not going to go there because there's a lot of anger and stuff like that in Toronto Blue Jays land about John Farrell leaving for his dream job but you are absolutely right that he needed out of that dream job he needed to wake up very quickly um, so let's get into this here the 2018 season has started And it started off in Toronto, two games where the Blue Jays struck out 12 times per game. It was painful to watch as a Blue Jays fan because you have, I mean, you have Giancarlo Stanton coming in and hitting home runs. And, like, I guess you kind of knew it would happen. It would have been nice if we had a little breathing room before it happened. But um, that... And, and Severino pitched very well, but the Blue Jays offense really was just you know like I said earlier, forgot to show up, forgot to come north with the team. Um, the first two games though, and now here we are at the end of the series and it's evened out and it's split up out there's a couple of things that I just wanted to ask you about with with regards to this series. First of all, were you surprised at a series
0: split? Honestly, the Jays are the team I feared the most more than the Red Sox. I mean, I was surprised he won Game One because I've gotten used to Jay Happ just shutting us down, very Kelvin Escobar like, <laughs> where he just turns into like this god against the Yankees. <laughs> so him going only what four, four and a, four and a third, four and two third, was an inordinate surprise. Mm-hmm.
1: So no, with Stanton though, how? How do you think, or maybe you even know, you don't even have to think about it, you don't even have to guess, but the reaction among Yankees fans when he steps up in his first at-bat and, and blasts one to center field and then does it again later, was that like, um, how do I, what was, the, let me, I'm not even going to try and describe it. Let me ask you, what was the reaction in New York, the fan base of New York, when he went off in game one?
0: Everything you could have asked for. I mean, he, he everyone's been dying to see him hit home runs in the regular season after putting on all the show in Miami last year. They, they wanted to see him hit a home run in the regular season, and they got what they wanted. Mm.
1: Does anybody question his defense ever?
0: When you put him in left field, yes. <laughs> um, we saw in spring training he did not enjoy left field. And I don't blame him. He's never—he's not only played left field in a long time. I don't think he ever played in the minors, if my memory serves me correctly. I know Judge did on occasion, but Stanton has been mostly been a right fielder in the National League, where it's obvious he's also going to get a lot less outfield playing time than he did in Miami. Hmm. So he, he's probably going to be exposed a little more as a weaker defender than Judge is.
1: So now let me ask you this, I was surprised having not really followed the Yankees very closely over the offseason, um, Aaron Judge in center field, what what's that about?
0: Okay, um, basically, as I'm sure you know, Aaron Hicks went on the DL after game one with an intercostal strain, mm-hmm. um, there is belief that Judge could play center field respectively, Brett Gardner is 34 years old, we can't expect him to play 100 games in center field anymore, um. So it became a situation where we call it Billy McKinney. He's not really a center fielder. So we have to put the next best thing in center field that still gives us an advantage. Mm-hmm.
1: And the advantage being the offense side of it, I assume.
0: Yes, that, and we know that he still has a power arm in center.
1: Mm-hmm. Fair enough. I just found it interesting that the first time they test the theory is when, you know, playing on the turf in Toronto. Uh, Maybe, you know, maybe save that for another day, but I guess uh, situation being what it was, they didn't really have a choice. Um, I also wanted to talk to you about the Yankees bullpen. Arguably one of, if not the best bullpen uh, in the AL. What is it? About this bullpen that makes them so dominant in your mind?
0: For the most part, outside of Robertson, everyone throws 95 or more. Mm-hmm. Um, Tommy Canely, Chad Green, Dylan Batanzas, when corrected, and Araldus Chapman, who is a beast of his own right. <clears throat> so
1: I want to ask you actually about Batanzas because how, how, I, like, Adam, I need you to tell me this seriously. Kevin Pilar steals second. And then third, it was like, you know, not just defensive indifference. It was like New York indifference. And then they allow him to dance off halfway to home. And then he scores standing up. He stole home standing up. Uh, and Batances threw it to the... What <laughs> I thought maybe he was just giving the ball to, to Aaron Boone saying, take me out for a second there. Um, that's how bad his throw was. What... Can you walk me through how that
0: happens? Batances' problem since late of last season has been mental. A lot of it is mental, especially when Polar was at third base. He's clearly trying to goad um, Batances into balking, and Batances is quite aware of that, to the detriment of himself, where he's trying to focus on getting a pitch over, that he throws it, Pilar does, the, I think, the right thing, in, challenge, in challenging him because of his six, eight stature, it's going to take a second to get the ball there. Mm. Um, it's all mental, and, that's, and everyone knows you can steal on Batances. It it's, it's very John Lester-like <laughs> in obviousness. Right, right.
1: But you know what? If Batanzas makes a good throw home, Kevin Pilar looks like an idiot. Uh, but instead, he, he managed to, to steal a run there, so... Ugh, it, it was just funny to me. I couldn't believe the you know, a guy stealing three bases. But anyway, um, the bullpen being what it is, though, how significant is it in your mind to see, in particular, game four of the series, Justin Smoke hitting uh, late home runs and then a grand slam off of David Robertson? Does that mean anything, or is this just happened to be one of the days where the Yankees bullpen was um, hittable?
0: Bullpen was gassed, except for Chad Green, who had gotten a requisite amount of days off since the first game. Cainley and Robertson had pitched later, I think they were just gassed. Mm. And when Canely um when Cainley is off, he falls behind and counts. Um and that's what Smoke Donaldson did, then Smoke did in depositing the first shot. As for Roberts this grandson off of Robertson, that just became a game of curveball, 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 curveball because Robertson has an 0-1-4 Robertson excuse me Smoke has a 4-0-4 record against Robertson including a bunch of strikeouts so the theory is let's go strike out again with a curveball and you just kept fouling off curveballs so you got a fastball you like and deposit out of the park
1: yeah and I think that that was what I, I had heard after he said I tried the curveballs and and I gotta be honest that's a good plan against Justin Smoke in fact most of the play- <laughs> most of the hitters on the Blue Jays roster that's what you want to do you throw them curveballs because eh, they're you know anyway but the Smoke kept fouling them off and then of course well if he's catching up to them, and, and I think Robertson said those are the best ones I have, so I you know I guess it makes sense, but it, it's just unusual to see the the Yankees bullpen cough up something like that. I mean, I'll take it any day of the week. Um, lastly, I want to talk to you about the 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 whole new bullpen. Uh, or mound visit excuse me mound visits uh, each team getting so many Um, and in my own head I call it the Joe Girardi rule uh, because it seems to me that that man just you know bullpen visits every time he you know he took a breath so is this going to be something because Joe Girardi's not there anymore is this going to be something that impacts the Yankees at all as far as how many mound visits they get?
0: I don't think it's fair to blame Girardi as much as Gary Sanchez. Ga- <laughs> yeah, Ga- Ga- Gary was the one who kept running out to go change signs, to go discuss signs when he felt he was getting crossed up um, on signs here, because, I mean, Michael K., our broadcaster, makes no question he hate- he hated Gary slowing the pace of play down all the time. Right. Um, but I don't think... I- Girardi is notorious for running to the bullpen on a constant basis. That was known... Yeah. I have everyone supported him. No one was expecting him to be fired. But <laughs> I think it's not really effective Joe Girardi. I just want to see how this works because I'm sure there's going to be a lot of catchers who are going to be really concerned about this. And we've already seen it with the fact that most of them are saving their mound visits to the later innings hmm. when they need it the most. Yeah, exactly. And then
1: it'll become like basketball, right? Where the last 40 seconds of play turns into half an hour. Um, (laughs) Fortunately. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Uh, All right, we're we're just about out of time here um, on the Locked on Blue Jays podcast. And Adam, I want to thank you for joining me today. Let everybody know how they can follow you and all
0: that stuff. I am on Twitter at LFNJ Sinner, which is an odd name back when I was living in New Jersey. Um, But I also am writing for Locked on Yankees. I also write for the website, The Armchair All-Americans, where I'm the national baseball writer. And I also write about motorsports. So that's about it.
1: Interesting. Motorsports. We'll have to have a chat about that sometimes. Make sure you follow the work everybody's doing over there on LockedOnYankees.com, and I'll keep you entertained and informed all season with the locked on blue jays podcast bringing you daily episodes check out locked on and follow us on twitter at locked on jays so this is sean doyle at doyle jftc hoping life gives you a juicy fastball down the middle and you don't miss it take care